Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of On the Softs, a Formula One podcast where myself, Dalton Enright, and my good friend and co-host, Brandon Daniel, uh, we talk about pretty much what's been going on in the last uh, F1 race or two. Uh, Brandon, uh, Brandon is here with me on the call. How you doing, Brandon? Good. Feeling good, buddy? Yeah, feeling great. All right. So we have a lot to talk about, um, surprisingly a lot from such a relatively boring race um, last week in Sochi. Um, you know, I, I think it was pretty... Uh, whenever Hamilton wins, it's kind of a, a dud for me. What did you think about last race, Brandon? Do you think it was good, bad? Well, Hamilton didn't win, so... <laughs> Wait, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's... What was it? <laughs> Baltas won. I forgot about that because it's like his thing that he always wins in Sochi or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> what did Hamilton... Hamilton had a, what was it, a 10-second? Five-second? So, he got, a, he got two 10... Or two five-second penalties um, because when he came out for the practice um, right before the race started, he sat in an illegal position. Oh, that's um, right. He was kind of stopped on the track, right? Mm-hmm. What was he doing? <laughs> I remember seeing that. I, I he's don't just know. Uh, he just asked. Uh, I think he said there was like too much rubber on the track or something like that because he, he said if he could stop there, and his team told him yes. You know, that sounds, um, that sounds like the uh, – remember – what was it? That reminds me of during the race. Remember we were talking about how Hamilton was like not listening to his engineer or whatever. And he's like being all complainy about what was it? Cuz Hamilton's he's a he's a pretty big complainer. I mean. Mm-hmm. So that that yeah, just kind of yeah, seems he was, like he was, him. He was complaining about it um when I was watching the it back over last night, he was complaining and saying like where is that in the rule book? Yeah. Um which is like Oh, that's I mean, right. Really... Yeah. <laughs> Where's that in the rule book? For what? For what? Okay, so um, so we have a little list here. Pretty pretty big. We got some stuff to talk about. Let's start it off. Well, we already talked about kind of Hamilton's practice penalty, but he didn't get didn't he get five seconds in the during the race, right? For something, or was it, it was, all from practice? It was all it was all from practice. So it oh, was okay. it violated two different penalties. So he got two five second once two five huh. second penalties huh yeah okay well that sucks for him but you know yeah it's always good <laughs> so what he must have what he must have served him i guess in the in he the did pit? yeah yeah he served i think him. i remember that so i mean good for baltas you know i mean it's always great when anyone besides hamilton wins although i would have preferred for it to just not be a mercedes at all but you know good for him They're, the mercedes are just so dominant it's kind of yeah it sucks yeah. That's why, um, what was it? Monza was so great this year because Pierre mm-hmm. Gasly just kind of swooped out of nowhere. First French win since, like, what, 96 or whatever? It was something like that, yeah. Uh, the Gasly, that French <laughs> You remember that with the Norris <laughs> interview? <laughs> yeah, so. No, that was, that was Ocon. I didn't, um. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Ocon. Uh, uh, what do you think about Ocon, that French <laughs> Oh, uh, that that well, that was a Dutch interviewer, right? Something and, like that with uh, Lando, I think. Yeah, if you guys don't know, well, that was was that last race where that interview happened, or when was it that? It was a interview? couple races ago. I think. Yeah, if you guys don't know, a couple races ago there was some Dutch um, uh, Dutch interviewer that was interviewing 
uh, Lando, I forget what it was about, but it was something about Okan, and he called him a French F. And Norris was like, clearly like, what? And he's like, oh, no, no, we, we say that all the time over here in the Netherlands. But that was just funny. All right, Brennan, what else do we got to talk about? What do you want to... What do you want to bring up? Here? Um, the Stroll and Leclerc incident with uh Stroll or oh, that's right. being hit by Leclerc and taken yeah, out completely. being rear-ended. Mm-hmm. And uh, FIA's inconsistency, especially with Leclerc. Yeah, they kind of um, let it slide, right? Yeah, they did let it slide, and so the FIA's consistent kind of excuse for it has been, um, that in lap one there's so much chaos happening that they are lenient with penalties but mm-hmm. um when when do you stop being so lenient about lap one incidents yeah. i mean it was it was pretty obvious he could have leclerc could have given him uh or well i mean stroll gave him enough room to get around the uh turn and it was um leclerc deserved a penalty i mean yeah but obviously he didn't he didn't mean to do it but it was just kind of well he didn't place, mean to do it but wrong I mean, place wrong it's... time kind of thing See, yeah. I, I don't know exactly what caused it. Was Stroll going slow or what no, happened? I think he I, just um, – I think Leclerc turned too wide, and when he did, Stroll just, just kind of, lined up perfectly he with – He barely tapped the back, right? He just – It was his uh, – Leclerc's front left just kind of lined up perfectly with the side of Stroll's uh, um, car, and then Stroll accelerated, and when he accelerated, it hit – it hit the – I guess what? The back of Stroll's wheel. Yeah. And so he went went forward to the right. Yeah, that um, sucks. And so that so two, apparently two, gave him suspension damage and took yeah, him out. Yeah, so that was two DNFs in a row for Stroll then. Not so great, mm-hmm. not looking too hot. Well, no, and I mean, it's it sucks because neither of them were really his fault. The first one at Mugello was... Oh, um, well, yeah, no. I think it was a tire may have popped or something like that. Yeah, he had a puncture. Punctured. It was a, I think it was yeah. a rear puncture. He just kind of mm-hmm. went spinalaying into the wall. Yeah. That that crash looked bad at the one at Magello. Yeah. I thought he died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thought he was about to pull. Oh, well, well, well. Luckily, he didn't. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, we talked about um Leclerc. So why don't we? Oh, I just hit the mic with my marker. Um. So why don't we talk about some of the other things that have been going on with Leclerc recently? Um. Um. One yeah, of them Leclerc, was the seatbelt so... incident. Uh, I believe that might have been a Monza, but he drove two laps without a seatbelt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, if he got in an accident, he was probably dead. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fly out. He's gonna yeah get a concussion um, from hitting the halo. Would have been a would have been a spectacle to watch. Um, yeah, that would have been something else. Yeah, him just flying out of the uh, halo. And wait, weren't we talking about this earlier? And you were kind of saying that it's because Leclerc's dad kind of has. Like connections in the FIA or whatever. No, so I I thought it was his dad. So his agent is actually he's the son of the FIA president. Oh, so people that's think nice. that because yeah, so people think because of that connection, the FIA kind of lets Leclerc slide a little bit Excuse more me. than other drivers. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely that doesn't look good. Uh, an F1 no. driver driving two laps without a seatbelt. That's not great. <laughs> No, but no. then also, we we're talking about this. Leclerc uh, threw a huge party recently, and no one was wearing any masks, which, no. you know. Again, um, <laughs> it apparently like violated some FIA code. Yeah, about I mean, of course, that's coronavirus bring policies, up a bunch obviously. of problems. Um, but his agent you know, was. Who uh, knows? He might have given Will Buxton coronavirus. Yeah, who and, knows? You know, I really take offense to that. Yeah, that's that's a 
actual offense. That's 20 second yeah. penalties for every single race going forward. Yeah, I feel yeah. bad for Will Buxton. I liked his uh, segments that yeah. he does before. Yeah, that guy's uh, good, though. Lawrence Barreto or whatever his name is. Yeah. Is he new? I think he's new. No, I think he's kind of been there for a little bit. But well, he's I don't not care a, about anyone except Will Buxton. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, I guess we can then talk about um, the mechanical issues that Norris was having uh, mm-hmm. during Sochi. So, he did pretty good in qualifying. It was... He did, yeah, he did well in qualifying. I think he got a little bit lucky with, I think, two different drivers who were in Q3 may have had gearbox changes or something. So he moved from, or I think it was just Albon, maybe. I forget exactly what it was, but he qualified eighth in the end. Okay, uh, yeah, that's not bad. bad. Um, um, but obviously, uh, during the race, he was having mechanical issues. He was saying that, like, the steering was tight, um, and the steering wheel would switch hmm. in between being very tight and a lot of oversteer into being... Um, very light, and it felt like he had like almost almost too much control over the car. Like it was very responsive. That's not. Um. Yeah. So, kind of what I was thinking was, was it possible that Signs had hit him earlier in the race? I remember that um, when Signs had that. What was it? When he kind of was trying to get through the bollards or whatever, and then just yeah, turned two and the uh, hit the wall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was not um, too great. I was watching. Uh, I was watching. It was like a little bit of film on it. Um, it looked like he just completely kind of misjudged where he was, um, like how far that wall kind of went out. If you look at it, Verstappen, he had gone off to go through the bollards earlier as well, but he was he was a lot farther out than Sainz was. Sainz just didn't have enough room, and he just went full just speed into it. trying to thread the needle. Yeah, and it didn't, didn't yeah. work out well in the end for him. Yeah, that was not good. I kind of felt bad for him. But that's, of all the ways to DNF, that's kind of the most, the stupidest one, and I I definitely yeah. think he was punching himself in the in the yeah. leg after that. But uh, but it kind of made me it made me think was Norris hit by signs because he dropped all the way to. I'm pretty I sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw Norris kind of involved in that somehow. I I must. I mean, I saw both the McLarens, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's not too clear what happened with Norris. No, no. Um. So you were talking about Albon before. I think when you were mentioning Norris's qualifying, and that that made me think about kind of. How Albon's been doing recently? I mean, we saw him get it was a podium in when, when was that last race? Mugello. Mugello, yeah. Yeah, so he got a, that was his first ever F1 podium, mm-hmm. so good for him. But you know, when you think about it, he is so overshadowed by you know Verstappen. You know, he's not talked about too much. He's not been doing too hot. I mean, he's doing he's doing fine, you know. But mm-hmm. with a team like Red Bull, you want to be constantly getting top, top five yeah. whatever so it's i think it's interesting to think about what the future holds in store for albon you know i mean he didn't have a great qualifying last race um i mean he he was he did make it to q3 but once he was in q3 um, things he just was like went a south. whole he was like a whole second behind for stabbing. yeah he was not um, doing great. and in in the red bull you you've got to be going you know consistently probably p4 mm-hmm. um to, if you really like want to be in that spot, I think P4 is the most realistic thing or the most realistic place where you can be. And if you're not consistently getting that P4, um, you're kind of under uh, underachieving. You yeah, should definitely exactly. be doing better. Because Red Bull, they have such high expectations. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're a team of yeah, great and I mean, we, prestige. Yeah, I mean, you really saw that in 2019 with Gasly. Their, their standards are a little bit higher. Yeah, um, and a lot Gassi. of other teams, they yeah they gave up on him very quickly in that season. So, so 
that brings up a question. Is Red Bull going to drop him? And if so, who do you think is most likely to replace him? You know, I mean, I think it's definitely yeah, a possibility um, for him to be dropped, obviously. I think, yeah, I think if they uh, if they drop him, I was kind of thinking, would they, if they did drop him, would they completely drop him from Red Bull, which would be, you know, dropping him from Alvatari and Red Bull? Uh, I don't think um, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, he's, he's got don't. talent. I just think he's not at the level where he's a Red Bull driver right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, I'm sure some other F1 team would love him though, like you know, William. Yeah, I mean, I think he could do. He's got the stuff. He can kind of do do well anywhere else. Um, I mean, he I think could do great with like, or you, you cut know. out there with, with you oh, said that's, Haas. That's my bad. Yeah, I was thinking, you know, if if he were to drop. I think a couple couple teams right now have opening openings, um, and he would probably be pretty high up there over a different you know F two driver. Yeah, obviously. I mean, he's got tons of experience. He's great. He's mm-hmm. a good driver. I just think, you know, Red Bulls, they Too much want the best. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think this is this sounds bad, but I was I've learned a lot from watching the Drive to Survive documentary. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know you've watched that. Um, to any listeners out there, it's a, it's a thing. It's a documentary on Netflix where they basically follow um, a bunch of different teams of drivers from F1 over the season. But I remember they were talking about his confidence being a big problem. Just you know the way he thinks about himself and the way he drives. He's not that aggressive. Um, I think that's definitely a problem with him because you know I mean I'm sure he got a big confidence boost from his first podium, but he just I don't know. I just feel like he's definitely got to step it up, but if he's having confidence problems, there's, that's certainly he a definitely big, has to step it a up big to be barrier. Able to, yeah, to yeah. be able to retain the seat. I think it's definitely possible, but he's just going to need uh, a lot of motivation, and he's going to need to be able to take the next step up into being a much faster, more uh, aggressive driver. You know. Yeah, I think um, they were what I was hearing or what I was reading is especially you can tell he's not a very aggressive driver. Yeah. Um, Verstappen, he's ex- incredibly aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, he just thing. trusts, he just trusts his car a lot more than Albon does. Yeah. Um, and sure. so, you know, Verstappen's making up, you know, hundreds, hundreds of a second on a single turn. Cause Albon, you know, breaks too much. Um, it's just, he's just not aggressive enough. And also if Albon does get dropped, uh, well, who do you think goes in his position? Um, well, you know, you have a lot of different, uh, obviously there's all the candidates from like F2. Mm-hmm. The first person that pops into my mind is Yuki Sonda or Sonoda, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a huge talent in F2 right now. So definitely mm-hmm. him. Um, there's lots of different, I would o- wonder if they would go for like a one year person like Sergio Perez or something. Maybe. Then, yeah. You know, from there have somebody brought up from f2 like you know seeing in 2021 like uh verstappen and perez and then drop perez again and then bring up like sonoda yeah or you know or do they just bring up gasly if they do drop albon yeah i think that, would, that could gasly happen in that spot uh maybe like a promotion for gasly you know i think definitely they definitely um i remember seeing when he won at monza gasly a bunch of the red bull guys were congratulating him so he definitely definitely gained some respect from that but mm-hmm there's so many options. I just I don't know. Like, yeah, and they have a they have a very talented you know junior roster. Yeah. So um, their there's a, they have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. So I mean I don't know. 
it's it's either Albon's going to become a much better driver from doing whatever, you know, stepping up, getting more confidence, being more aggressive, whatever, or mm-hmm. they're going to drop him and they're going to replace him. And I don't know. I think that there's a bunch of different options and it's all... Uh, Albon basically is the decider of that pretty much. They're not going to drop him if he becomes, you know, mm-hmm. another Verstappen. So I, I do find it interesting, though, how... You know, I feel like they've definitely retained on to or retained Albon a lot longer than they retained Gasly. Um, yeah, they've definitely given given Albon a lot more patience. Yeah, uh, for when sure. it's come to his driving. Yeah, for sure. But um, you never know. Things can change like like that mm-hmm. in Formula One. Who knows? Albon yeah. could have a terrible crash like Rob Kubica and be out for three seasons or whatever. Yeah. Hopefully not. I hope that doesn't happen, yeah. But who knows? Anything can happen. So, um, yeah. Another thing was, uh, as you said before, Botas win. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's really good. Um, it's nice to see Botas win every once in a while. Um, well, uh, well, I'd rather see someone else I'd rather, win. I would definitely rather see somebody else win, but you know, Just, I'd rather see him over Hamilton. Yeah, I love seeing Hamilton whining and complaining. Like, P3 is, like, he lost the race. I just hate Hamilton so much. Well, I don't hate him. I just don't like how he's... And and when he does win races, I feel like it kind of brings up the conversation, is he actually a good driver, or is his car what's really boosting his performance? Yeah, Bottas. You're you're talking about Bottas, by the way, if anyone Mm -hmm. was confused. Um, Yeah, that's a good question, because... Bottas definitely, I mean, Mercedes wouldn't have signed him if he was a subpar driver, so he's obviously got some talent, but I think the car has a lot to do with his constant P2s, constant P3s, constant, you know, every once in a while wins. I mean, he's, consistency is perfect, is what you want, and he's really good at being consistent. He's constantly in top five, top three, Mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, I mean, you could give the car to anyone and it's not like giving a Mercedes to someone is going to ha- make, make them him that good. Yeah, so obviously there's some talent, but I think if he was in a you know, Williams or a Haas, I think it would be a little different. You know, I'm probably, I mean, he's one of the better drivers on the grid talent-wise. I mean, he's got a ton of experience. Well, I mean, he did. He came from Williams, and at Williams, he he was very good. But yeah, the Williams so, now, I'm talking about the sucky, Yeah, I mean, a, Willi- a Williams now, how would trash. he be doing that? Um I mean, yeah. honestly, I could see him getting a couple points in in today's Williams, so. though. Um, yep, something they I think, still have yet to get. I think he's a very get. talented driver. Yeah. Poor Russell. Um, and another question is kind of, uh, will will next year be his last year with Mercedes um, before 2022? Uh, yeah, I mean, we don't really know. Uh, you know, um, I think I believe that... that's also, uh, I believe next year might also be the year of Russell's contract runs out with Williams. Yeah, so do that, you think we see him move up to Mercedes? Yeah, that that could be something really interesting that happens. Um I really think that Russell definitely is one of the contenders that they're probably thinking about to move up because he's so talented but he's just been held down by the Williams this you know, most of his career. Um I would love to see Russell in Mercedes. But I mean do you want to take a chance like that if you're a Mercedes? I mean you have Bottas already who you know is going to consistently score top tier points but um 
I mean, Russell has a really good relationship with Toto Wolf, the um, team principal and CEO of Mercedes Racing. So, I mean, you know, if you if you if the boss likes you, then you always have a, you know, a chance. A yeah. chance, yeah. But and you also figure that's the same way with you know like Esteban Ocon. So do you ever think yeah, that true. you know? Yeah. Once Hamilton's gone, do you think potentially Ocon as well moves up? Yeah, I think that could definitely be a thing. But it's just Hamilton, I think, is going to try to stick around as long as possible because that's just what he does. Yeah, um, I mean, with how good Hamilton is, I could easily see him racing until he's like 41 or 42, even 43. I mean, yeah. I still think he has he has a long time left in his career. Yeah, of course. I mean, Hamilton, I don't think he's going to give up until, you know, Mercedes drops him for whatever, so... I don't know if we'll ever see a Russell Ocon or, you know, Russell Hamilton, but, I mean, well, you never know. Things can go so quick. You know, Mercedes might be thinking about someone else, or they might bring up someone from their academy that's good. So there's so many different possibilities, but I think that Russell being on Mercedes in the next five, five years or so is definitely, like, one of the more probable um, things to happen, so... So, yeah. yeah, I really think that I would love to see Russell in Mercedes because he would obviously be very good no matter how he does. He would de- definitely be getting consistent top tens. So Yeah, and it would it would definitely be satisfying to finally see yeah. Russell kind of uh, getting up there. I mean, yeah, I love really Russell. Really showing so. how good he is, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um. As well, another other race news, uh, Perez, I would say Perez, Leclerc, and Kvyat, they all impressed uh, impressed me a lot uh, the past race. Um, Leclerc, he only got P6, but especially in the Ferrari nowadays, um, I would say P6 is definitely an accomplishment, especially yeah. when you see somebody like, you know, Vettel, who's incredibly talented back in, like, uh, not even reaching the points. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, really shows you how talented Leclerc is. Yeah, I mean, Leclerc's making something out of nothing, pretty much. So, I think it's definitely impressive that he's getting P6 in the Ferrari that, I think it just started suddenly going downhill at, what was it, Spa? Spa's mm-hmm. when, I, I don't know what they did, but the car just suddenly became terrible, barely able to compete with, like, the Williams and the Haas in the very back. So, I think it's definitely impressive that Leclerc is able to stick within the top 10 in a car like that. And we can see that the car is still not performing because we saw Vettel do not too great. You know, he's, he didn't do too hot. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, definitely and props I mean, to um, Leclerc for doing that. Other than it, it was... not wearing a seatbelt for two laps. but <laughs> And it know. definitely, I thought, really showed how bad the car had become um, at Mugello during, I believe it was maybe the first red flag restart. Um, Leclerc was just getting passed by everyone. And he, yeah. just, he just couldn't stop it. He couldn't help it. Um I definitely think we probably would have seen him up on that podium, even potentially winning, um, if that if if the car was better. Yeah, for sure. So it's kind of a bummer, but things like this happen, and it's all about how you deal with it. And I think that Leclerc is doing a great job at, mm-hmm. you know, trying his best and trying to make something out of nothing, like I said before. So. Perez as well. He had a pretty good race the other day. Yeah. Um, I'm not exactly sure what place he got in, but. Anytime you're up there in the racing point, it's it's a pretty good... I mean, yeah, Perez, he's consistent. Um, so mm-hmm. I think Ashton Martin now, I guess, is uh, mm-hmm. pretty impressed with him. I don't think they'll drop him for a while. He's uh, 
He's definitely a talent, and he's getting them consistent points. So I think Perez is definitely uh, definitely a good driver, making mm-hmm. making moves. And maybe we can talk later about you know Perez. You know where do you think he'll go? Because uh, obviously Aston Martin signing mm-hmm. um, Vettel Vettel for next season. Yeah, where where do you think um, Perez goes? Yeah, um, I don't know. That's a good question because I think. I don't know if it's been confirmed that Lance is on the team, but I think it's. Well, I mean, it's it pretty dead, much yeah. goes without saying that Stroll yeah. is going to be on the team because of his. Uh, um... Oh, what's this? Why is this song playing? I have an announcement what's for this? Lance Stroll. What is this? Um, what is this for? Why is this playing? What's this song? Okay, yeah, anyways. Um. Yeah, I think that it's Lance is obviously going to be on the team next year. I wouldn't even just say it's like Daddy's cash, though. I mean, he's really. Yeah, I, I mean, think he's kind of proved himself this season. He's, he's done been stepping extremely up. well. He yeah. got a podium at Monza, right? He got third. I believe it was either Monza. Yeah, it was Monza. Yeah, I it was Monza. I remember he got third. So mm-hmm. yeah, good for him. And he almost had another podium at um at Mugello before you know subsequently puncturing yeah. the tire and going off but yeah that, um, i felt bad for him there because he was mm-hmm. he was i think he was crying on that little moped going back to the pits so, yeah i like that little moped yeah um and for kvyat he he wow. did really well at Sochi. Uh, um i mean he didn't do, he did he didn't do great but he was definitely, can do he was he was holding those podium positions or that uh the podium position there well yeah he's doing it for the fans yeah, yeah, doing it, it really doing do it for it. the uh, home crowd. Because the second, um, second he pitted, he went down to like thirtieth or whatever position he was in. Do you think um, you see him go to another team? No, drop or or drop out of F one if he gets. Well, I go? think he's gonna be dropped out of F one. I just. Think I mean, he's... if so, like, where does he go? You know, does he go to Formula E? He's gonna go to Russian golf cart racing, probably, <laughs> because. I mean, I think somebody like Kvyat. I feel like he could I mean, probably yeah. do well in Formula E or even IndyCar. Yeah, maybe. I mean, IndyCar is just not. Great he's just not good. I mean, he's not consistent. He's either in the points or in 18th or whatever. So I just think that it's. I don't know. I think it's kind of a risk to have him on the team if they can. If AlphaTauri can get a chance at getting, uh, you know, some F2 prospect or something, I think they're obviously mm-hmm. going to take that. So. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think he kind of had his chance. Uh, you know, yeah. he was given a lot being on Red Bull, and then kind of just became the torpedo and <laughs> stabbed himself in the back a thousand times and dropped down. And so I think he's kind of blown his his opportunities. He squandered his opportunities. So I don't know if he will be getting a seat on AlphaTauri eventually. I think that it's probably not going to happen. I think he's definitely going to some F2 prospect is going to be there and I think it'd be the smarter decision to take them take them over uh Kvyat. But I don't know. I think that he's all right, but with a team like AlphaTauri, you need the best you can get. You don't want to settle for mm-hmm. all right, you know. They don't have yeah. too and much money. And especially because they're not yeah, I mean they're not considered like the the junior team anymore to Red Bulls, so they yeah, they're now they're the the thing. sister team. So, um, mm-hmm. I feel like now they they might think you know they need to get people that are just as good as who's on Red Bull. They need yeah. to have like their own Verstappen and their own um, their own very good second driver because 
don't know much about Albon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Um, that's pretty much everything we've covered from Sochi. We're going to go a little bit into that. But when we come back from our break, we're going to start talking about just news that's been going on throughout the whole world of F1. So uh, we'll see you guys after the short break. Stick around. Hey, guys. It's Dalton here. Just wanted to let you guys know that you should go over and check out our Twitter. We are at OnTheSofts. Uh, go ahead and let us know what you think about the podcast. Let us know what you think about episode one. Give us some constructive criticism. Go ahead and follow us. We'd love to hear it. We'd love to interact with you guys. And, uh, yeah, we hope to have an episode out next week. Um, this is Dolan from On The Softs. Uh, enjoy this quick break, and we'll get back into the episode very shortly. Hello, everyone. Welcome back from that short break. Uh, we just came back from talking a little bit about um, so the Sochi race. We kind of focused on that. And now for part two of uh, today's episode, this Sunday's episode, we're going to kind of just quickly, briefly talk about some of the recent news um, in F1 and some of the feeder series such as F2 and F3 and whatnot. Just kind of thinking about the future of F1, you know, some of the new prospects and, you know, just things like that. So, um, Brandon, why don't you start us off here with uh, recent news? Um, yeah, so the most recent news uh, that this... we've learned is that F1 or that <laughs> Honda is completely dropping out of uh, F1 as a power unit after 2021. Yeah, um, this, this came out only two days ago on Friday. So, mm -hmm. this is very recent news. Um, kind of crazy when you think about mm -hmm. it, kind of sudden. But, uh, yeah, yeah and so I mean it, it brings up definitely a lot of different questions um, but the biggest one is definitely um, I believe it was either Franz Tost or Horner who said that um, there's a clause in Verstappen's contract that allows him to leave if Red Bull are unable to field uh, a quote-unquote competitive car yeah. now what That's that big. exactly means uh, yeah I mean I, I'd assume that means something like that can compete with a Mercedes like how it is right now mm -hmm. um but, you know, there's just been so much engine development um, with the Honda that I'm just so surprised that they're leaving. Yeah, it's I a mean, bummer. It, I mean, they were awesome. It is. Honda was great. Yeah. They were doing a lot. Their mm -hmm. car was... They really were. They were fueling Red Bull. They were part, part of the reason why Red Bull was so good, so... Yeah, I mean, I would definitely argue that, you know, uh, I mean, about right now, Honda's probably the best second... Or the second best power unit right behind Mercedes. Yeah, for sure. Um, especially with how good the Red Bulls and the Alvatars have been performing this, this year. Um, it definitely, sh it's just, it's such a big surprise. Uh, that's such a good power unit. And especially considering they had just come back, I believe it was 2015 to leave this soon. Um, it's just definitely, it's very weird. Yeah. Definitely uncalled for on, on a bunch of different levels, but mm -hmm. so yeah, this, this is big for Renault. Um, it, it, yes, definitely. Um, especially with Re Renault's relations with with Red Bull. Mm -hmm. um, does that mean that they go running back to yeah, Red Bull? That was or that yeah. That was awkward when um, 
that was a scene I'm gonna bring it up again in uh Drive to Survive when Christian Horner announced they were gonna switch to Honda when um what's his name? The the Renault guy, the Renault principal. Abitable? Cyril? Yeah, I Cyril, yeah. Cyril was sitting right next to him and it was this really awkward moment. So I don't know. Renault might be a little salty. Yeah. They might be like, Oh no, you guys wanted your Honda engine so bad? No, go ahead. We we don't want to help you guys. So I mean, uh-oh. yeah, I mean, it's even. I would say it's even possible. You know, they go to Mercedes. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe. And if they if they do, does that mean that they become even more competitive than with uh, the Mercedes AMG team? Yeah. So that would be awesome. A lot of different, um, a lot of different paths that can be taken here. Um, also, where does this leave Yuki Sonoda? So the whole reason, really, Sonoda was pushed so hard was because Honda really wanted a. I believe Sonoda's, uh, Sonoda is Japanese, and so they wanted to really push a good Japanese mm-hmm. driver. Um, and so with Honda, Honda, yeah, and so with Honda leaving, um, where does that leave Sonoda? I mean, does it mean that he'll be left out on the curb, or will they still treat him just like any other driver? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he had lots of money to bring in, and you know, it was more likely if they had Honda. So you, we don't know. This opened up a whole new world of problems for Red Bull, and I assume they feel kind of backstabbed. Maybe you know, I would be mm-hmm. very upset if I was Christian Horner right now. I'm sure he's getting some yeah, especially with you know how how good the car is becoming. You know, yeah. it just really it it definitely throws him a little bit into a um a gutter. Um, and then the other news from this week is uh, that Mick Schumacher, Robert Schwartzman, and Callum Illett are all coming up for. Uh, Testing or well, each well, yeah. Uh, well, I know they already Sh- tested. Schwartzman, that was on what Thursday when they tested mm-hmm. Wednesday. Schwartzman, uh, yeah, did, I believe it might have been Wednesday. I think Schwartzman was Ferrari. He right. uh, he tested the 2018 Ferrari car yeah. at um, Ferrari's he testing fell. site. Oh, I thought he said. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And Schumacher is gonna be tested with Alfa Romeo, and then Callum Iliot, Iliot, Ilya, whatever. <laughs> Stupid British yep. name is um, Haas. Yeah, so, Haas. yeah, he'll he'll be testing with Haas, um, and then so Schumacher and Illa they'll both be at the uh, upcoming Nurburgring GP. Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll be seeing them in about a week yeah. from when this uh, podcast is is out, yeah. yeah coming out. So yeah, it'll be re- interesting to see them. For the record, them. we're recording this on Friday, guys. But we're gonna release it on Sunday, so if anything happens that we don't cover, it's not our fault. So, yeah, because um, we're too lazy to. Whatever. Moving um, on. Um. Yeah. So, this the whole Haas thing with Callum, uh, whatever. Uh, if you know Haas might, you know they might let K Mag and Grosjean go or whatever. They might cut them because they both kind of suck. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe Schwartzman, maybe a lot. Who knows? They might come up. They could get a whole yeah. new roster of drivers because yeah. kind of going back to what Alpha Tori and Daniel Kvyat, they need it. You know, they need the best they can get. Came out. Yeah, and I mean, um, not too great. Haas. They said that they were evaluating, you know, ten different drivers, um, and that included all, you know, Schumacher, Schwartzman, Ilot, um, Nikita Mazepin as well. Um, especially yeah, with how much Mazepin, money Mazepin yeah, brings yeah. with him. He's a nice little pay driver. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could. He would fit well with them. You know, if Haas needs money, maybe they do end up going with Mazepin, um, even that though he isn't be, the best option. That would be a shame. It would be, but you know, you never really know what happens. Um, the power of and money. then as well, you know, who else do you end up seeing at Haas? Is it poten- potentially do they bring in a veteran like Perez um, to help? Yeah, maybe. You mean? Especially with if they if they're bringing in you know a new F two driver you know to help train them like, maybe yeah I feel like they'd maybe want to go with a, a newbie and a veteran kind of at least for a year or two just to kind of maybe nurture the the F two guy a little bit mm-hmm. and give the veteran another chance you know I mean we don't know I'll say it mm-hmm. again there's so many different things that they could do and I'm sure they this is probably one of their biggest priorities right now is trying to get a new driver or two because they desperately yeah. need it and they need money so I think Mazepin definitely nice and happy in his 500 billion dollar mansion or whatever how does he where's his money from Mazepin, um, his know? parents his parents they own some business big business uh, in Russia yeah they own a, so. some business mm-hmm. and they're saying it uh, it a lot it it all really depends on if through American law, I believe it is, is if uh, Gene Haas can accept money from a Gene Russian Haas. company. Uh, uh, and true. if he can, you know, and if Fathers. he can bypass different laws, will he take uh, take money. in Mazepin and the money that comes with him? Uh, yep. I mean, they need it. Um, so, I think Mazepin is definitely a possibility, but he sucks. Well... He's all right, but I don't think he's the he's, best he's option. He's definitely he's not the he's not at all the best option, but um he might be a more entertaining driver to watch. Um he's he's a very aggressive driver, so yeah, maybe potentially dive bombing similar to Verstappen. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be entertaining until he's dead. Yeah. Um and then for Alpine, um obviously Renault right now, but they're rebranding for next season. So Such a uh, stupid rebranding. I'm sorry. But it definitely is. Alpine. Yeah. That's not even how you say Alpine. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah. Well. Alpine racing. Bring it up with them. Yeah, um, I will actually. I'm going to right now. So zero. Um, just change your stupid name. So but I would dumb. say their two Alpine, their two biggest Alpine prospects right now are like uh, uh, Christian Lundgaard. And Oscar Piastri. So Piastri, he just won F3, um, beat out Logan Sargent for that title. Ooh, Chris- I love Logan though. And Christian uh, Christian Lungard, he is in F2. This is his rookie season. He got he's right now he's fourth in the standings. Um, but the most impressive thing about him was that he was a rookie and he completely missed practice testing at the beginning of the season. Uh, so he kind of went blind into the season and he's been performing incredibly well. Um, so you know. These two prospects for Alpine, how good can they be in the future? Um, and especially with, you know, I, th- I kind of find it weird with Fernando Alonso. You know, why are they bringing in such an old driver for just, I yeah. feel like, one year? Yeah, that's um, kind of weird. And also, I feel like in the end, do you let Ocon go and keep Alonso and then bring up either Piastri or Lundgaard for know. Ocon? I wouldn't keep Alonso. He's... I wouldn't either, but it's like you don't know how good Alonso might be still. Oh, I think I have an idea of how good he's going to be. I think he'll be all right. He's a two-time world champion. Um, oh, I have oh a feeling he'll, he'll probably be like um, Kimi, potentially. Yeah. Although the Renault is definitely a lot better of a car um, yeah. than what Alfa Romeo has. I think 
I think if Kimmy really went to a competitive team, I think he just he could still be up there fighting for podiums constantly. It really sucks that he had to get a Alfa Romeo of all teams. Oh but, yeah, um, what about Giovinazzi? I forget he exists constantly. Um, I personally feel like he'll be he'll be gone probably. Get him um, out of here. He's, a lot of people, I think as well. I think he's the worst driver on the grid. I think he's worse than Latifi, honestly. Um, Latifi's even, the I think, goat. What do you Latifi, mean worse he, than Latifi? He, he shined a little bit. Um, especially considering he's been in the Williams car, um, he's definitely shined a little bit. I think that even Latifi, well, if no he points. if he were to move up into a better car, no points yet though. No points, but better finishes than Russell so far. So he definitely has a little bit of talent at least. I think he's um, got a little stroke of luck, but that's mm-hmm. debatable. Yeah. Anyways, and I mean, if, I want to talk. Alpine... All right. Oh, yeah, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, no, that's all you. Floor's yours. Um. Um, if Alpine do let Ocon go, as we were talking about before, does he then move up to yeah. Mercedes if yeah, Botas or Hamilton are gone because of his connection with Wolf? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Logan Sargent for a minute. My favorite mm-hmm. driver of all time. He's an American <laughs> legend. Um, so he's pretty good in F3 right now. I mean, that's safe to say, right? I mean, he's... I believe he got it was second. I think yeah, in the standing for F three. He gets a bunch of wins, constant podiums. Um, so yeah, I think he's definitely got a shot. Um, but the question is, will he make it to F two next year, as in twenty twenty one, or I think maybe next year. I think definitely twenty twenty two. He'll he'll definitely make it twenty twenty two. Yeah, I yeah. think there's no um, arguing about that. I still think he most likely makes it in 2021, but then it's I hope. from there. It's how long does it take for him to then get up to F1, or does yeah. he eventually drop off with the competition in F2? But um, the thing going for Logan is that he's a pay driver, so mm-hmm. he's got that good moolah from mm-hmm. Sergeant Shipping or whatever. It's most American yeah. Sergeant Shipping. Um, you know, uh, I mean, definitely, it's like Nikita Mazepin. You know, the money definitely makes them more enticing to teams. Um, so, I, I mean, I could see him in F1 as soon as 2022. Um, I would predict more probably 2023, though, in my opinion. Who, Mazepin? No, uh, Sergeant. Oh, you're talking about for F1. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think that's more. I mean, maybe later than that, probably. I mean, lots of guys spend a long time in F2 just developing and getting used to a faster car. So it kind of just depends on how how easily he kind of eases his way into the new style of racing. Mm-hmm. But especially think... in 2022, there's going to be um, a large amount of regulation changes. So mm-hmm. you, th- uh, I figured you think maybe teams bring up younger drivers then because they can just well they can just settle right into it, whereas the new drivers might find it to be weird and be unused to it. Um, you and mean, then it kind of makes it where. Mean... You mean how the old guys are going to have to relearn and stuff? Mm-hmm, kind of relearn, yeah. yeah and the new guys are just... The new guys will be learning right with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's all new for them, so it's not... It's not as bad. get anything, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. I really hope um, that Logan makes it, though. He's my guy. I do, too, yeah. Especially for being a, a U.S. driver. It mm-hmm. would be great. Got to uh, represent might, the States. Might bring some more popularity yeah. over... 
F1 over to America. And I think that Haas would definitely love to have him because American driver with an American mm-hmm. team. And, yeah. And, you know, Haas kind of sucks, so maybe he's not the best, but he'll get a shot at Haas. Yeah. And then um, we, got, we got one more thing to talk about here, Brandon. What is it? We got uh, the uh, lower levels, you know, the junior squads for uh, Ferrari. Um, so they're, they're two top drivers, I would argue, right now are Arthur Leclerc. Um, it is Charles' younger brother. Yeah, um, sibling he's rivalry. Been, he's been very good, um, especially with how young he is. I believe he might still do, like, karting, but he's moving up into, like, F, F4 and F3. Um, F5 you know, and F6. F seven, F seven. You know, F eight, F nine. He's an F thirty four right now, but he'll make it. Yeah, yeah. Out. He'll move. Don't up. worry about it. It'll be thirty um, years. No, but uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see if somebody like Arthur ever makes it to F one, and then you know, sibling rivalry, rivalry there, kind of similar to um, who was it? The two Schumacher brothers. Um, I forget what the other one's name yeah, was, I but Michael. I, I think it might have been David, but um. Yeah, don't that, say that don't good. say the Schumacher that's an F two right now. Or we're gonna get demonetized. Don't say his first name. Um, my and then and then Schumacher. as well, Theo Theo Pulcher. Um, he just got. Oh I think yeah, he, he's all right. He's pretty good. He's ve- he's very good. Um, and... he competed with with Sergeant and Piastri down in F three. Um, he'll eventually, I would assume, move up to Alfa Romeo will be where he goes yikes um it's it's a i feel like it's a yikes for right now but i mean if he really is that good eventually right he'll probably pull off and then move up to a team like ferrari um but i mean yeah but it'll take time i mean if ferrari yeah i mean especially if he's at f3 right now you know probably three years is when we'll see him um yeah that's a while but i definitely think he can be really good that's only if he's a standout stays in, consistent yeah. yeah so he's got a lot to a lot of work ahead of him same with all mm-hmm. these guys so yeah but uh yeah oops i just dropped my marker again uh i think on that <laughs> note i think we pretty much summed up everything we wanted to talk about oh no i wanted to talk about uh spinotos uh little highway spin out that he had oh what yeah that? thursday wednesday it was uh it was yeah i believe <laughs> it might have been either tuesday or wednesday but uh oh, he boy. spun out Spun out on the highway. Yeah, that's not good. What happened? I think did wasn't he? Um, did he, hit was, he hit someone from behind, I believe it was said, and he spun around. Yikes. So uh, Luckily yeah, didn't, he's okay. didn't end too well for him. Thank God he's okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, I feel that was scary. I mean, but you know, he kind of lived up to his name, which sounds bad to say, but followed his own master plan. Yeah. You know? Um, got Vettel spinning out. Now it's him. Who's next? Is it going to be Leclerc? Is it going to be freaking Schwartzman in the 2018? Who knows? Uh, but that kind of sums it up, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for dealing with us. Um, don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter. We just made our new Twitter account. It's called uh, On the Softs. We're going to post updates. You know, We're going to let you guys know when new episodes are live on our um, Anchor accounts, all of our Spotify you know, you don't know all the good stuff. So, um, thank you for listening, Brandon. Any last things to say? Um, yeah, just thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't got an, another race for what is it? Another week or so. When this another week, posted, yeah. So, 
uh, we might have a short episode coming up next Sunday, just kind of talking about recent news, kind of like what we did here in part two. Um, but we'll let you guys know over on Twitter. So thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Sunday, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. See ya.